had to be on the move into the into the garage. Welcome to our garage studio. I just, I just show up and talk. That's right. So. <laughs> all I'm doing. That's all That's I'm doing. <laughs> all right, you guys ready? I'm ready. All right. You ready? No, that's all right. She's not ready. Uh, oh, is this for us? Yeah. Yeah, yes. there's one for each of you right there. That's and um, all right. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to season two, episode two of the Strongly Worded Podcast. I'm Sue O'Lear. And I am Johnny Hampton. And we are here in our lovely dining room studio in Palm Coast, Florida. We have a pretty special episode today. Um, we have guests. We have heard from several of our listeners that it would be fun to hear us have strongly worded conversations with with guests, and so we've invited some with us today. Um, last episode, we kind of introduced our story arc for this season, right? And we're yeah. kind of talking about um, hometowns, towns you live in, the communities you live in, how they impact you, how you impact them. And one of the first people I thought about when um, we kind of started talking about this idea was our guest today. Um, we have sitting right here, a radio star Ooh. in and of itself. You have a Friday night radio show, right, Where that I'm excited to talk about for a minute. Um, you're uh, uh, an author of I don't know how many books. Twelve. Twelve now. Really? Maybe 15, depending yeah. on how, how you count. Yeah. Uh, and you are the executive producer of a television show soon to be filmed right here in Flagler Beach. Tim Baker, welcome to Hi, the Sue. show. Hi, Johnny. Great to be here. And with you is your co-executive producer. Oh, I didn't ask you how to say your last name. Stephanie Mazio. Mazio. See, I would have said it wrong. I'm sorry. I, I say Mazio. Yeah, that's where I was oh. headed. <laughs> you want to say it? That's totally me. where I was headed. So, uh, welcome. Thank you. Um, we're excited to, to have you here. So, I met you, Tim, first because mm -hmm. we have a mutual friend. That's correct. And we shared some beverages and music. <laughs> several. Several <laughs> beverages and... Uh, uh, lots of conversation about music, and then I get to listen to you on Friday nights. Mm -hmm. Tell me about your radio show real quick. Uh, the radio show is called the Friday Night Music Extravaganza. It airs on Surf 97.3 FM right here in Flagler Beach. Oh, right there in Flagler mm. Beach. I forget where in Palm Coast. Uh, I've been doing it since about 2013, and my, my co-host, Ed, Fizz Ed, he joined mm -hmm. me in 2017. Mm -hmm because at the time I had a broken collarbone and I couldn't maneuver all the controls by myself. So I needed an extra set of hands. Mm -hmm. So I brought him in and for the first couple of months he refused to even speak on the air. Are now, you kidding me, Ed? Now I can't stop him. <laughs> Ed refused yeah. to speak on the air? That is surprising no. to me. He wouldn't, even, he wouldn't even let me turn his mic on. Really? Yeah. Now, now Johnny's met Ed. I've had dinner with Ed. I'm surprised. Yeah. Because <laughs> when I met him, he treated me like he knew me for 20 years. Yeah, usually you can't shut him up. Right. And which is what he is. That's what he's become now. Yeah. I hope he's listening to <laughs> Yeah. So that's, I, I enjoy listening to that. And you've actually, We have a lot of fun. Yeah. It, it is. And I'm sure you guys know, once you get rolling, sometimes... You realize, oh, time's up. We got to stop now. And mm -hmm. yeah, it's it's fun. It's mm -hmm. a lot of fun. It is. I, I I enjoy that. Stephanie, tell me a little bit about how you come to sit here today. What do you what? How? Tell me about yourself. Well, starting back when I moved to Florida, it was you know 1996. So I've been here quite a while. Um, been in Flagler Beach my whole time here. So you know, it's not like I came from Miami or Tampa or anywhere else. And then in around 2012, 2013, I had, through mutual friends, gone to one of these writing workshops where there was like a bunch of writers all getting together and just talking different ideas, and that's when I met Tim. So over the years, I kept telling him, why isn't one of your, you know, 
book's being turned into a movie, and that's pretty much what all started this whole thing. So it's your, it, the credit goes to you. Well, no, not really. Because if there's yes, no it, book, no, it, there no matter would be what no she show. says, No matter what <laughs> no. she says, that is absolutely true. Not true. <laughs> she, so, she, yeah. No. We'll, we'll get more into that. Yeah, I'm we'll sure. get into that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that's why, you know, one of the reasons we invited you here today, one of the things that I learned about you having those beverages, and I ribs, I believe, over music. Oh, I missed the ribs. That's when I broke my collarbone. Oh, really? That's, yes. okay. All that's right. the day I was supposed to be there. It was April Fool's Day, 2017. Mm-hmm. And I was on my motorcycle with my brother, and I, mm. I uh, miscalculated the width of the road, and uh, ended up in the ditch and was Holy in the hospital. Cow. But uh, yeah, I was I, I was supposed to go to Ed's house uh-huh. with you and Joe, and uh, we were supposed to have ribs, and mm-hmm. never happened. Well, but we well did, we've done it. So, it but we have met, we have met there several times yes. without ribs. <laughs> without ribs, but with beverages and music. He needs um, he needs a makeup ribs. <laughs> I do. Uh, Say that again. <laughs> makeup ribs. We need makeup <laughs> ribs. Um, but one of the th- another thing that we talked about was the fact that you're an author of mm. several books. Um, which I think is pretty amazing. Self-published. Self-published. Independently published. I'm quite. I think I think that's great. Thank you. I've always wanted to write a book. Then do it. Then do it. When you wrote your first one, did you? I mean, did you just sit down in front of your keyboard or typewriter? It's it's an interesting story. (laughs) I I actually enjoy telling the story because it is. It's kind of kind of interesting. I moved to Florida, as I said, in 2006, and didn't. I, the only people I knew were my family. I, my, I had two brothers, a sister, and my mother were here. Really, outside of that, knew nobody. And uh, so I, I had a job. I was working construction in St. Augustine, and one night, I, I woke up in the morning after having had this really strange dream about two friends from Rhode Island who don't know each other. And I woke up the next morning, I'm like, well, what the hell? You know, in the dream, we were on a dock, and these two were tr- underwater trying to get a box of gold out of a sunken boat. And I'm like, what the? You know, I was just trying to figure out what's going on. So all day long, I was obsessed with this dream. Like, because I always think there's some kind of backstory. Like, I must have been thinking something mm-hmm. to cause this. Mm-hmm. So that night when I came home from work, I just sat down at my computer, and I just started creating the backstory for that dream. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And before I knew it, I was writing a book. And uh, that book is now called, it's, it was my first book. It came out, it took me a year to write the first draft because I had no idea what I was doing. Right. And then it took another year for it to be edited and all that. But uh, in 2009, it was released. It's called Living the Dream. Living the Dream. And that's it. <laughs> so when you were first writing it, I mean, did you did you have ideas that you would, you know, shop, no. it, shop it around? Nope. Never. No. I, it wasn't until the first draft was finished. I let a couple of people read it, like my brother, my sister, a couple of friends, and uh, and they all said, you know, it's a little rough around the edges because it's a first draft, but it's definitely got some potential. So I that I took it to the next level, and even after that was released, I never planned on writing a second one. But before I knew you what I was doing, dream? I just no, I just started writing a second one. I just it just mm-hmm. then I couldn't stop. Yeah, I have stopped now because I don't have time to write another book. <laughs> And that's part of the reason why we have you here today, right? Yeah. So um, there are a couple episodes uh, in our season one, one in particular where we were talking about social media and we kind of ended it with the thought of um, how so many aspects of social media have allowed for um, positive things like 
self-promotion. Yes. Right? Oh, um, Another sure. time when I, when I thought that you would be a good fit for a conversation. Oh. You have taken one of your books and worked with, did you work with the screenwriter? You didn't, you didn't well, do the adaptation. No, it, and this is what I said earlier about this one being the, the uh, impetus, inspiration, if you will. Um, as she said, we, you know, every time we saw each other, she would always ask me, what's going on with your books? How come there's not a movie? And last January, we were at, a, at an event, uh, what was it, the home show, and uh, she asked me again, and I said, I said, the problem is very, it's very simple. In order for somebody to make a movie out of your book, they have to know the book exists. Mm. And uh, I mean, as much as I, I do have a pretty respectable readership, Steven Spielberg is not one of my fans. So, <laughs> uh, so she said, well, you know, that's not, it's not an unsolvable problem. I mean, those weren't her exact words, but that was her, her sentiment. And we, you know, the event that day, we, had, we went home, see you, see you later. And about a week later, she sent me a message that said, I have two people from my filmmaking group in Daytona, and they're interested in talking to you about your book. And I said, all right, let's go. So Stephanie and I and uh, two other people, Graham and Kelly, we met at the Fridays in Ormond. And we sat down and... Granada Boulevard. The, yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, uh, it, to this day, it still amazes me. We sat down in the booth. She introduced me to Graham and Kelly. And the conversation went immediately from nice to meet you to here's what we have in mind. Mm -hmm. And it hasn't stopped. And it took a pause from COVID, obviously. Of course, of course. Uh, we... we had a few meetings. We threw some ideas around. The original plan, we were going to create a little 10-minute video that Graham was going to film with his iPhone. We were going to then use that as a selling mm -hmm. feature to present to Netflix a or teaser. whoever. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, since then, after the eight-month COVID break, uh, we got together again at the beginning of November, and Stephanie said, you know what? Why don't we just independently reduce, release... Uh, a, a pilot episode for a TV series mm -hmm. because this particular book which I guess we can talk about later is is ideal for a TV series yeah I'm looking forward to it because I finished the book did you really? <laughs> I, I got nice. so when, when you know <clears throat> excuse me when we found out you were coming I wanted to know what the book was uh -huh. and I got the audio book nice I have to apologize for that because the narrator from what I've been told the narrator isn't the best he's alright he's, he's alright I, I don't like <laughs> I didn't like when he spoke for Lita, the accent. Yeah. But other than that, he was good. It's got to be he tough. He actually to tried be. to do a Lita accent. Mm. Oh. I think he did something. <laughs> that had to be painful. Hey, listen. <laughs> I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know how that all works, but you have to do something to kind of distinguish. Yeah. Yes. Right? I was so never a big fan of audio books, but I get... I got so many people saying, I you know, I love to listen to books in my car. No, mm -hmm. and that's what I did. So I mm -hmm. every day you have going to, to work. Give the people what they want. Yeah. Right. It, it was actually the first time I have ever listened to an audiobook. Oh really? The first time wow. I listened really? to podcasts. Really? Yeah, but yeah, I, I I like to and so I first uh, bought the book and was starting to read it on my Kindle. Uh-huh. And I was running out of time and then Johnny said, I'm going to get the audio. So yeah. I went back and got the audio and did the same thing. Started listening to it in the car. I didn't finish it, but she, I'm so close to the end. So oh, there you go. we're not going to spoil it. I have finished it. All right. You get the gold star. <laughs> in preparation. As <laughs> the guy who does his research. That's right. right. Well, and I, and I started it. We're switching, we're switching roles today. Usually no research here. Oh, wow. <laughs> 
Well, and I would say how close to the end I am, but I don't want to spoil right. it for right. anybody. Yeah, so I'm going to I'm gonna hold on. But I'm close is all I'm saying. Um, but so, but you said this. You said it took a pause during COVID. Now, yeah. you know, I've had a couple conversations with people who took that, the COVID pause to make some things happen. Mm-hmm. And you as a creative person, I'm sure we're not. I, I read well, your Facebook status updates. I, I, I was writing. I was still right. writing. I was going to say, you were, you were at least writing entertainment yeah. on Facebook for me. <laughs> My squirrels. I know, they're hilarious. <laughs> no, but, uh, the, you know, because everything in the pre-production phase, it was all just meetings. Yeah. And then we, you know, we brought a couple other people on board. And, you know, when COVID was raging... Not that it isn't anymore, but, uh, you know, it's very difficult to have meetings with five or six people, you know, and still try to be safe because, you know, we we all want to be safe. Um, So we kind of took a break. And then at the beginning of November, she she messaged me and she's like, you know, basically she did. And these are my words, not her. She's basically said, I'm sick of waiting. Let's get back out to this. And I said, okay. Mm -hmm. So we did. And um, from that day, I mean, that was like, what, November 5th or something? Mm -hmm. It, it has grown. You would not believe what has been accomplished in the last two and a half months. It's it my it boggles my mind, and I've been involved in it. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Um, we've got I don't mean we've got a, a team of about what fifteen, maybe twenty people. Twenty seven people. <laughs> <laughs> we've we've got um, we've got a Hollywood director. We've got three seasoned Hollywood actors actresses. Uh, we've got a, a crew of local actors, uh, Florida, mostly Florida actors, who are incredibly talented. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got technical people. We've got casting director. We've got a pro- production manager. Um, Stephanie does all the work. I mean, I'm I'm really just the face of the organization. She does all the work. She she's like the lion tamer in this outfit. Mm-hmm. Who does that sound like, Johnny? <laughs> sounds sounds very familiar. <laughs> I, I, I tell people all the time, I show up and talk. <laughs> That's pretty much what I do. We have meetings every week, and I just sit there and <laughs> show up and talk. That's hilarious. Well, just so long as we both recognize that. No, I'm kidding. Um, but, okay, so let's take one step back and just tell the audience, the name of the book is Unfinished Business. That's correct. Tell me a little bit about the story. The story revolves around a woman named Meg. And she's a mortician. And through an unexplained phenomenon, Meg is suddenly compelled to act out the final thought of the people she embalms. Anytime a body comes into her funeral parlor, she as soon as she touches the body, whatever that person was, whatever was on their mind when they died, she has to see that thought through. Uh, at first, it's relatively harmless. You know, the usual things you would think of, telling somebody. You love them, mm-hmm. telling somebody that what they meant to the, you know. But as as it has to happen in a book or a movie, whatever, things take a turn for the worse when she uh, embalms the body of a, a convicted murderer who had revenge on his mind, which puts her in some trouble. And then you've got the the simultaneously running story of a detective who's investigating a nightclub owner and. When the nightclub owner gets killed and the evidence points to Meg, he's kind of sure that something weird is going on. So then things really take off from there. Yeah, they sure do. So, and I mean, it's pretty obvious why, uh, from reading the book, why uh, it would make for for an episodic 
from the from the third chapter, I was like, oh yes, definitely. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, as soon as you read it, you think of other TV shows that have tried to do something similar, but this book is better than that. Thank it, re- you. it really is. And it I and I you know, I didn't read anything about the book. No synopsis. So oh. I didn't know what it was about. Oh. So I listened to the first chapter and I was like, oh that's and then the second chapter, and then I was like, oh. Yeah. It takes about chapter three until you finally understand. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. this is a great idea. It's not the first time I've been told that. No, but listen, <laughs> as, as a writer, it sets you up for a good journey yes. because you don't guess what's coming first. So that's how I felt when I was listening to the book. And it leaves it open to continue the series. Right. Absolutely. Yes, it yeah, absolutely yeah. does. Um, yeah, we've we've um, we've also got a, a a seasoned Hollywood screenwriter who's converting the book into the screenplay. You need scripts before you. What this is what I've learned. <laughs> One of the most important things I've learned is that nothing happens until you have a script. Right. That's true. <laughs> um, so did you have a treatment at any point, or no? Just no. Okay. We had a book. That the book it. is yeah. The book is, is but good the book, enough. I mean, fortunately, the book was enough to attract the right people mm-hmm. who then connected us with this screenwriter. His name is Paul Conway, and um, he's, he's a great guy. He lives in L.A., and uh, he's converting it into a, a series. And uh, he, he's already told us several times how perfect it is mm-hmm. for it. Has he done any other work that you were aware of? I had never heard of him until this. Yeah. Um, and he has done other work. Unfortunately, I can't. Recounted off the top of my Oh, that's right. He wrote a he wrote the script for a movie called Bagman with Robert De Niro. Okay. Oh, that's all. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Just a Robert De Niro. <laughs> Just a Robert De Niro. Yeah. Okay. So I so when you wrote this book, you never thought about it being a TV show? I didn't. I didn't think of it at all in that respect until um, you know, I I sent it out to some independent reviewing agencies and one of them was called the New York Indie Review. And they came back with their review, and, and their, the big quote from their review was that uh, it was uh, fertile ground for a movie or a TV series. And that was the first I had ever thought of that when they said that. I, I actually put that quote on the cover of the book because I thought it was cool. Um, but yeah, other than that, I never... I mean, I, I always thought that I would love to see any of my books made into a movie or a TV show, but the actual thought that it could possibly happen was kind of like, you know... Didn't think, you know, like... Well, it's probably a good thing when you're writing like that because I would think that as a writer, you need to write for the story mm-hmm. and not... Yeah. And that's what, that's what I do. I just... When I'm writing the story, to me, I'm a movie guy. I love movies. And when I'm writing a book, basically what I... It's, I'm just entertaining myself. I'm writing a movie that I would want to watch. Mm-hmm. And that's what the book was. It was just a movie that I would want to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I, ha- I do have to say, the, the inspiration for this book came from an actual woman named Meg Seabury... I met her at a friend's house and uh, found out after the fact, after I met her, that she was a mortician. And um, her and I got to talk and had a few conversations and the idea for the book came to me. And she, I, she was gracious enough to sit down with me for three hours and tell me everything that I could ever imagine needing to know Ooh. about the funeral business. Well, I tell you, that was <laughs> going to be my next, one of my well, upcoming questions was about the research they had to go into. Yeah. It's, um, I can honestly say that I know more than I want to know about, about <laughs> the funeral business. Uh-huh. And so does Stephanie now. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? Yes, unfortunately. I do. What was one of the most shocking things you learned? 
or something that grabbed you? The well, I don't. I wouldn't say that I learned anything shocking. There were a lot of things that I just never thought of. Uh, for example, that you know, after the after everything, the body is stressed, and they have to sew your eyelids shut and sew your lips together so that they don't open at the wrong time. But you know, little things like that. But then you know, I I made the. I, I asked Meg what was the hardest part of her job, and she just looked at me and she said children, and I was like, oh, you never, you never think about that. Uh, you, don't, <laughs> you don't think about that. Yeah, it was, that was tough, like, you know, infants and children. Because like, mm -hmm. uh, as a parent, you know, who wants to go right. through that? But uh, she told me some great stories, interesting stories. Um, one of the, well, I think one of the most fascinating things she told me was that to survive in her business, you absolutely have to have a sense of humor, which may sound kind of distasteful. It, does, it doesn't. I get yeah, it. You, I get that. You couldn't, you, she said you couldn't survive in that business if you don't have the ability to laugh at life. Mm -hmm. Not death, but life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. So what does she think of it? I imagine she, she read is, the book, right? She's over the moon excited. We, we actually went and met with her yesterday. She works at a funeral home in New Smyrna Beach, and we went... Yesterday, we met with her. We toured the funeral home. Most of us toured all of it. Some of us not. <laughs> yep. I'm, with you. I'm with you. <laughs> not but, when there's uh, dead bodies in there. No way. No. So uh, she, she gave us a tour. She and Because uh, we're going to film. in. We're actually going to use the funeral home she works in to film. For the most part. There are a couple of rooms we're going to recreate you know, out of respect. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't want to use the actual room. But... Uh, she gave us the whole tour. She uh, she's super excited. She can't. She is actually listed as the technical advisor on the show. Great, nice. Um, so any whenever we're filming on set, she'll be there to say, nope, that's not the way it will be, mm -hmm. or yeah, you're doing a good job. Um, and she she is. She's. I think she's probably as excited as I am. That's really cool. That's really cool. So you're going to film mostly on location. Where's your studio? Are you going to have? Uh, we're still right now. We're still scouting locations. Uh, like I said, we will film at the funeral home in New Smyrna. We will film uh, at the Golden Lion some scenes because <laughs> all of my books. Uh, this is something that people who read them know. Um, there are three main characters in, in almost all of my books. Um, one of them is his name is Ralph Donabedi, and he's in a wheelchair. He's a bookie, and he owns the Golden Lion, mm -hmm. and uh, his his muscle. Ike is the hero of most of my books. He isn't. He makes a cameo in this book, but he's not the hero. Uh, and then Ike's right-hand man, Brewski. Those three characters are consistent in almost all of my books. And because the ownership of the Golden Lion has been so gracious to me, mm -hmm. they, they've let me have book signings there. They, they're just great. They're, they help a lot. Um, and they let us, they're going to let us film there. That's very cool. Because there are several scenes that happen at the Golden Lion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so we're going to film there. Uh, there's been a couple other businesses in Flagler Beach that have helped with sponsorships. We're going to do some filming at them. But we're, like I said, we're still scouting locations for several of the other sets. We, you know, we don't want to be intruding on too many places, you know, especially like a funeral home or mm -hmm. things like that. So we're going to have to build some sets. And we went and looked yesterday at a couple of different spots to build for possibly building sets. Uh, we don't know. We haven't decided if we're going to do it in New Smyrna or Flagler. We want to film it in Flagler, but you know, we're we're like I said, money talks. I mm -hmm. hate to say that, but money talks. That's the truth. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, we need help. It costs a lot of money to put together a TV show, mm -hmm. 
and we don't have it. So. Right. <laughs> right, right. And we're going to get to that point in a second. I, I definitely want to talk about the financial aspect of all of this. But I will say as a reader, it was super fun to, to recognize places around mm. town. I just, I, I just uh, left a position that had me working at Grand Haven. I was in the Waterside right. Cafe every mm-hmm. day. I, I oh, almost yeah. I yeah. almost messaged you. I know, but you weren't sure if I was there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. FPCs in the uh-huh. book. Yeah. Fins. Uh-huh. Yeah. The Golden Lion. Yeah. Um, Grand Haven. Uh-huh. Yeah. So yes, it's you know, for me being here, I visualize that. Yeah. Immediately, I'm like, oh my goodness. Well, I think that's the coolest thing about a story that films in your hometown because you can recognize these locations. But then, with the same turn, people who are viewing it across the nation or around the globe. They will like. I need to go there on vacation and see where this is, and take my picture at this right. restaurant. Right, and that's why the Golden Lion better be nice to you. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they have. Yeah, some, sure. some towns are a little bit more receptive. New Smyrna Beach, the mayor reached out to us, uh, offering whatever he could for us to use something down there. Now it just so happens our funeral homes down there, which kind of lucked out. Um, St. John's County, same thing. If mm-hmm. you come up here with locations, maybe we can do something for you guys. So, you know, we're still open to options as far as the cities and towns go, but we're going to go where we get the most support. Okay, so I have to ask you, has Flagler County <laughs> done anything for you guys? Not yet. Not, not as yet. A, not as a government or a, a larger, you know, the, the individual tourism. business owners. They have. have. They've been very, and the people. The people, yeah. Have been incredibly supportive. Uh, as far as support government. from the government or the any of the uh, officials, officials, yeah. tourism bureaus, anything like that. Do you know when they'll get super supportive? Season two. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, yeah right. You know, by right. then it may be too late. It will be too late. And that and it's that a shame. that is, to me, that's this county's problem. A lot of times, they always they never want to open up. Right. We, you know. Uh, Steph and I work on this. If we're not sleeping, we're working on this project. And um, that's been our biggest question is like why everybody knows about this. People we don't even know are approaching us saying, I've been reading, following your thing. This is, I, how can I help? And not one word from Crazy. from our own local people. And especially with a tourism town, not just a tourism state. We're talking town. Yeah. I mean, you thrive on that. Your local businesses, Golden Line, would have nothing if they relied on locals. Yeah. You gotta get tourists because they're the ones spending the money. They're the ones coming and renting those hotels on the beach. Mm-hmm. So you think you would want to bring some interest, especially in these times where I'm sure that tourism, as a, in general, has taken a pretty big hit mm-hmm. in the last you know eight or nine months. And then luckily for us, on our production. We're not gonna. It, it's not gonna be a, you know, imposed on anybody's property. Right. I mean, most of it's inside, and the stuff that's not, it's like the gold line. We'll film before they even open, or we'll film at the, the funeral home overnight. Mm-hmm. So we're not. It's not. Your roads aren't gonna be shut down. You know, you're not gonna have all these yeah. huge semis coming in. It's you know, it's a smaller production. Mm-hmm. You know, but we're you know, people are just they just need to loosen up. <laughs> maybe they. I agree. Maybe well they said. listen to this podcast <laughs> and will go. Oh, I should call them. Well, Who knows? you know, we will we will consider any and all offers mm-hmm. for support because, like I said, it takes a lot of money. Yeah. So we were talking a minute ago about things like, oh, you know, a, a screenwriter here and, a, you know, a so and so there and whatever. So let's talk about that. How how do we fund this? How how we have a this? GoFundMe page, first mm-hmm. and foremost. Um, well, I guess the easiest way to find it is to, if, if you're on Facebook. The easiest way to find this is to check the show notes of this episode, and the link go. will be there. Ah, thank you. <laughs> I have to say this for the sake of clarity. The name of my company 
is Blind Dog Books, and then th this production, this this TV show falls under an, another company called Blind Dog Productions. And I've been using that name, Blind Dog, since the early 90s. And the thing is, I don't spell it correctly. Mm -hmm. It's spelled wrong. There's one D and two Gs. But I forget that because I've been saying it for so long, I forget <laughs> to remind people. So I say, yeah, it's just Blind Dog Productions. And they go on and they look for Blind Dog spelled with two D's and one G, mm -hmm. and that I can't find that, where is it? So if you're gonna put links in the show notes, that mm -hmm. will help greatly. Absolutely. <laughs> one D, one. two G's. <laughs> we should oh, get yeah, t-shirts, that's what it'll say. That's right, <laughs> that's our slogan. It is my slogan. <laughs> Are you looking to make a change in your kitchen, bathroom, family room, or garage? The Pelican has a solution for you. From custom designer metallic floors and countertops to a garage floor that will last a lifetime, True Epoxy Coatings can add an elegant touch to any room while improving your home's value. With over 25 years of experience, Pelican Coatings is Flagler County's foremost epoxy coatings contractor. If you imagine it, the Pelican can help bring it to life. Check out their Facebook page and see all of the amazing custom blended colors and designs Ed has created in homes and businesses all over the area. Then message them and schedule your free in-home design consultation. Pelican Coatings, coating the imagination. Yeah, so, so that's what you do at the beginning of this process. You start meeting people and talking to people and then going, oh, crap. And, we got to pay some people. And, yeah, and, but... We've been like, lucky. We have been. We've been very fortunate. Uh, people have actually stepped up and said, how can I help? You know, most people, mm -hmm. I should say. Well, people. People in businesses. Like I said before, people in businesses have done that. Um, but our, cr our whole crew, our whole cast, are yeah. signing on right now, you know, not expecting anything. You know, we're talking deferred payment, which means you'll get paid if and when. We've paid back all up. of our expenses mm -hmm. and... You know, all that kind of stuff. Even our, our Hollywood director, yeah. he, we tried to talk money with him. He's like, ah, oh, not right now. But he calls us. I mean, he emails us every day. So he's, he's thinking about this. He's into it. You know you know, you know, know what that means? Yeah. I Well, I know what, what we think it means. What do you think it means? <laughs> I, I think that it means they know they got something. That's, That's exactly what we think. It's, yep. um, yeah. you know, the, the confidence, you know, obviously Steph and I have, great confidence in this project as does our entire crew um we have some amazing people and like she said they're all they've all agreed to work basically for free with the hope that it's going to be successful um which is you know it's understandable you're you're local you're from a small town in florida and you think hey this is a, this is a chance to get on a tv show mm -hmm. it's cool at the very least you can always say that you were involved um but for a guy that's directed you know tv shows like Battlestar Galactica, NCIS, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, his his wife is an actress. She was in the Hangover movies. Those people are excited. Mm -hmm. you know, so hey. that's exactly what you said is exactly what we thought. Mm -hmm. They see something there. Hey, I'm just a guy, right? So, But I enjoy TV shows. I'm a Netflix dude. Yep. And I love books. And I listen to the book in a week. Yeah. Okay. And it's not because it's not just because you were coming here, because you know, <laughs> the book is good. Thank you. It Thank you. made me want to listen to it every day. Mm -hmm. So if I if I'm a regular guy and I think that, yeah. and I think, you know, because Sue told me, oh, they're turned into. I'm like, okay, so we got this guy coming. Tell me about him. And she sends me the message. I'm like, okay. And I listen to the book. And I'm like, oh, this is out of the park. 
like that. Like, so I understand why you right. were on him about it because maybe sometimes when you write something, you're so close to it, you're like, oh, I don't know. And if not knowing what to do in the right. industry, you know. But That's, when I, yeah, I was four chapters in, and I was like, well, this chapter could be his own episode, right. and this chapter can be his own episode, and this and this story can be in each episode as the ongoing story. Yeah. Like, and I don't even produce a TV show. Right. So I can only imagine what a guy was like. And he can get on board early. Yes. And if you get picked up, he can be the main director of this show. Exactly. Well, here's the, here's I mean, the, the clincher on this end. Most people are looking for something to get purchased, and that's where they make their money. Well, when they do that, you lose all your creative control. They will get their own directors. They will get their own crew. They will get their own cast. So we have decided to maintain all creative control. So we will now run the entire project. Mm -hmm. We will keep you know that thing running as much as we can with funds. And that gives us the right to say when and if it gets canceled. So with the streaming, video streaming now being so much bigger than any network programming out there, it's so much easier. Their, Netflix will do their own, but they're kind of backing off because it costs them money. Mm -hmm. So they'll let people put their own stuff out there. Amazon will let their, <laughs> let their own people put stuff out there. So it, it's a it's a win-win on our end, you know, that we can make this work for everybody involved. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, it, it's... Uh... Like Steph was saying, we will be the ones who decide when and if and when it gets canceled. Um, and again, it's all going to come down to money. Money talks. But we, are, but again, with the, the confidence level that everybody has, I mean, here you are. You just you never heard of me a week ago. No, week seriously. Ago, and and you've already got that sense. Um, and I'm not believe me, I'm not blowing my own horn by any stretch. But that's what everybody says. So. And Steph and I say it like at least twice a day. It's like, how can we miss? How can this not succeed? Mm -hmm. so, it's going to be on somewhere. It, oh, it will. And I'm going to be watching it. <laughs> sure. We might have to buy one of those inflatable movie screens and show it in the park. <laughs> that would be cool, though. I mean, I'd, I'd go see it there, too. Oh, and it didn't take much to inspire these people. Even our director, Alan Levy. I mean, we, I reached out to him because I'd worked on a pilot TV series in L.A. with him. And I'm like, well, you know, I mean, that was like in 2013. And, you know, we still communicate back and forth, social media, email, whatever. So I'm like, well, let's just ask. You don't know until you ask. Mm -hmm. Send him the book. The next thing you know, mm -hmm. he's got ideas. And he's like running with this. And I mean, we're trying to keep, keep up, you know. We yeah. can catch up to the guy. So it's great. It's, it's when social media works, uses yes. its powers for good. Yes, Especially exactly. during COVID. Because he had time now. Right. You know? Right. Everybody I mean, had time. That's, in that was the birth of this podcast was COVID Correct. right there. You yeah. know, I mean. Yeah, we it worked. To, it worked to our benefit. Mm -hmm. It really did. Mm -hmm. yeah. Some, sometimes in bad things, blessings can oh, come absolutely. out. Absolutely, I I firmly believe that. Um, I I mean, I actually believe that nothing nothing that happens is ever bad permanently. You know, it's somehow something good will come from it. Mm -hmm. It may be bad at the moment, but eventually something good will come from it. Mm -hmm. That's just my belief. But so that's not why we're here. So how <laughs> how far are we away from starting to film? We. How far away are you? <laughs> You're on the team now. Excellent. <laughs> that we cost money. Don't we Johnny's know it. Leave <laughs> well, listen. Sitting here with our new studio upgrade and everything, we are not. We are. We totally get that. I mean, we are self-funded currently. Um, no, uh, filming is scheduled to start in, probably in the middle of June. Um, and of course, that's not written in stone by any stretch. But uh, and then we hope to release at least the pilot episode by October. Mm 
Uh, from what I'm learning, again, you would not believe what I've learned in the last couple of months, but once it's filmed, that's just the... That's the beginning. That's the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> you got mm -hmm. to edit it. Yeah, you know, oh, my that God. Post-production. Yeah. Uh, one of the cool things, I, I have to say this before I forget, and we can come back to your question, but I do want to say that we're having a songwriting competition to have music. We want to play original music in the show, and we have got some great songs yeah. uh, already. So, anyway... That's what? great. No, let's talk. I mean, talk about that for a second. So when Johnny and I decided that we were really going to start this podcast, the second phone call I made was to a musician friend mm -hmm. back in North Carolina. And, yeah. you know, even our theme music was written you right. know, just for us. And mm -hmm. it's exciting. Tell me about that. Well, I have I have several musician friends. And uh, Steph, uh, again, anything that I say was not my idea. It was our <laughs> idea. Um, I might say... Me or I, but I mean us. Just I want to get that clear. Okay. <laughs> um, so we decided uh, that we needed music for the show because Steph did the research, and uh, you would not believe how much it cost to play a Beatles song on a TV show. Yes. Oh my! Oh, yes, we would. <laughs> <laughs> not, yes, we would. <laughs> not, not to cut you off there, but one of my favorite TV shows of all time is The Wonder Years. Oh, I love mm -hmm. that show. Okay. I can't imagine how much it costs to make that. So. You cannot watch The Wonder Years on any streaming service with the original music. Really? No way. Because they, back in the day, in the 80s or yeah, 90s, yeah. they were using music, but they weren't paying. Oh, no. Oh, wow. So now, when you release it, you got to pay for all yeah. these. So they replace a lot of the songs. Oh, I think only on the DVD you can get it. So I know wow. exactly. Yeah. It's much better it's, for you yeah, to get it. I mean... It, we there's no way we would have well maybe by season three we'll have that kind of money but right now we're we're relying on original music so I put out the word to a few musician friends and you know a couple weeks later a friend of mine she sent me a, an email and she said you know me and Jeffrey uh, we we collaborated we wrote this song and we think you might like it as your theme song for the show so we listened to it and halfway through the song we we have goosebumps we're like oh my god this is this is just beyond perfect. Honest to God, I wish I had. I wish I could play it for you. It's just incredible. Mm -hmm. uh, so, and that's for the opening theme song. Then, what we'd like to do also is at the end of each episode, kind of like, you know, when the when the show is ending and you're getting ready to roll into the credits, you have an original song playing. It kind of echoes the the tone and the right. mood of the show. And um, we've the C, already the CW is huge for that. If you watch any oh, yeah. CW, uh -huh. they yes. interview exactly all what. kinds of yep. new musicians that way. That was kind of one of the inspirations for the idea. And uh, we've gotten a couple of, we've got two submissions so far, and both of them are just out of this world. Perfect. I mean, it's it's like these people have already watched the show. That that's how great these songs are. I don't know if you know this, but I happen to live with a musician. I, Joe's a musician? No, no. So um, I have two kids, and now I have a bonus kid. Um, a bonus kid? Yeah. Oh, yeah. A famous bonus kid. Well, <laughs> one, of, one of my son's friends came to live with us uh -huh. less, uh, at the beginning of COVID, really, like oh. kind of right after um, spring break, shortly after spring break. And uh, uh, we discovered that he was a musician and played some of his music because we could afford him. I just asked him <laughs> if I could. <laughs> Um, but it, it's pretty, there's, it, it's a powerful medium. And when is. you hear something that kind of blows you away like that, yeah. I mean, it's... And that, that is what social media and technology has done, right? Oh, indeed. It has, it has... It's opened it up. Opened it up yep. for, for artists who don't have a billion dollars yes. right. to express their art. 
or offer the artist who just hasn't been discovered yet and given the odds will never be discovered right you know if you went old school back in the day when you needed mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. you needed to have an agent and all that stuff and right um the or the podcasters so, who yeah. want to get yeah <laughs> <laughs> or people want to make a movie absolutely and, uh, and you know i mean it really does authors. no the yeah. the it, it makes the world a much smaller place yes and it does it's it's pretty amazing yeah but and the collaboration that comes from it mm -hmm. it's like the synergy of it because look at what you're doing. Yeah, so you're exactly. you're filming this TV show, and now you're giving these musicians a chance. That that TV show gets picked up. Now they're in the credits. Somebody hears the song. They go to iTunes. They stream it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's exactly what we want to do. Mm -hmm. You know, and even with our actors, our the local actors. Um, again, we say it all the time. You know, if nothing else, if if neither one of us ever makes a dime from this, we're giving these local actors a chance to have something what we think is really good on their resume mm -hmm. which you know you know i mean they've all been in they've all been in things mostly commercials and music videos mm -hmm. um our lead actress margot has been in a couple of shows but uh, she's obviously not a household name she should be mm -hmm. but she isn't yet and maybe she will be after this yeah. but like you said it, it just brings everybody together and it what amazes me is you learn how many incredibly talented people there are out there. Are out there and they're just and they're, waiting for their chance. Yeah. Just waiting for their chance. Yeah, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, there's that. There is that. <laughs> I love that local aspect to it. It's, it's going to be super fun to watch this project unfold. Get with it, Flagler County. <laughs> we are, we are so excited. It's not even... It's, you know, and the two of us, I don't know if it's obvious, but we don't get a whole lot of sleep these days mm -hmm. because it's nonstop. Right. The, the amount of work is nonstop. And you have a day job. And I have, we both have day mm -hmm. jobs. And uh, like I said, if we're not sleeping, we're working on this. And uh, we, but neither one of us complains. Mm -hmm. I mean, we love it. We absolutely just, we love it. It's, it's hard work and it's never ending, but it's fun at the same time mm -hmm. um, to see this grow. I don't, I don't. I don't even know. I can't even think of a metaphor. But it's just. It's just amazing. And that's I can't. why funding is so important too. Because trying to do this with a day job is really difficult. <laughs> but you could imagine if we had funding and unlimited time. Right. Mm -hmm. How much better it could yeah. even you know turn out to be for everybody. Obviously. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, I certainly hope that as time goes on and more exciting things happen with this production. Uh, you'll come back and, oh, and keep us abreast of all the exciting things to our listenership. Um, we made some jokes, but definitely I would like, if you are listening to this right now, I want you to flip down to the show notes on your phones and take a look. We will link the Facebook pages. We will link the GoFundMe. Uh, definitely, if you have a couple dollars burning a hole in your pocket, I think mm -hmm. this would be a great place to send it. Um, I just... I'm super excited and feel, even though you're not doing it for me, but we live in the same community, yeah, a certain absolutely. sense of gratitude for uh, being a positive impact on on where we live. And it's yeah. I, I just I wish you all all the best, Thank the you. most success. Just one note about the GoFundMe: uh, anybody who's ever wanted to be an extra in a TV show, if they make the right donation, their dream can come true. Let me get my checkbook. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks so much. For Thank you. Yeah. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Super this fun. has been a blast. <laughs> All right. So then we usually um, shoot the breeze for a second to I, have something to get out. I cannot wait. I know. I love the book. I love the book.
Yeah. And um, so like like I said, as soon as I got into it, I was like, yeah, this is tailor made for a TV show. Yeah. It can't miss. That's what everybody keeps saying. It can't miss. We haven't we haven't had you know the only negative.